Hello listeners, welcome to Explore FI Canada, where we sit at the round table with Canadians and share their thoughts, ideas and personal journeys to financial independence. It kind of feels like the first day back at school. I'm not quite ready to jump back into this. What do you think, Chrissy? <laughs> Me too. It, <laughs> it was a good summer and it's kind of weird to be back on the mic. Well, it's funny. We were just talking before the show and I definitely dropped the ball on some of my summer homework here. But uh, we'll have a little catch up, talk about our summer and talk about this exciting upcoming season that we have. I guess we're doing like seasons now that we get the summer off. Yeah, seems like it. I, I like the summer off. It's, it was a good recharge. It was. Did you uh, do anything fantastic? Did you did you become even more mustache than you already are? Uh, did you do some amazing things to improve your financial independence journey? I wish we'd done a lot more, but still COVID. <laughs> so we are we're a bit, we're grounded and we're sticking close to home. So the most exciting thing we did was go up to Whistler for a couple of nights, which was fun. It's always nice to visit somewhere local, but uh, it would have been nice to go somewhere further. But maybe next year. I think one of the highlights for me was we actually, I got to see a little bit of family that hadn't seen for a long time. I've got some relatives that are moving out west and, you know, seeing your mother after not seeing her for a long time was a huge (laughs) bonus, right? So it's a few little trips like that, just local as well, and uh, a little bit of of camping time. So yeah, nothing extravagant. And you know, in a way, it's kind of nice because, Mm -hmm. you know, we really enjoyed ourselves and it wasn't, you know, like some big overseas expensive trip, which... I think a lot of us want to do, but just not quite there yet. That's true. Yeah. And I actually, my family has been on almost weekly bike rides with my dad around Vancouver. And I just never realized how amazing the bike network in Vancouver is. It's so safe and you can get anywhere by bike path, completely bike path. You hardly ever have to go onto a a busy road to get anywhere. So that's been really fun. And I feel like a tourist in my own city just doing that. So that's been really cool. Low cost, (laughs) eco-friendly, fun. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, I think I've seen, and this is nothing new, everybody knows this, is everybody's been spending a lot more time outdoors, whether it's, you know, kayaking or biking or hiking or whatnot. That's sort of what everybody's done this summer. Mm -hmm. Apart from the unfortunate wildfires that we had in in BC, which affected the interior terribly. It was very smoky Mm -hmm. all summer up there. So uh, yeah, anyway, we move on into the fall and the exciting season we have coming up. A couple FI note things of the summer for me that I would like to share is um, I've I've been thinking a lot about my margin account. We've talked about this with guests on the show and it's kind of that, you know, what do you do after your TFSA or if you stopped with your RSP? And I, I thought a long, a long time about it and I was originally using Quest Trade for, you know, DIY self-directed and, and trying to keep it as a, sort of a holistic portfolio with my TFSA and my RSP. But I realized that the fees are a lot lower at interactive brokers because I've wanted to learn how to do a little bit of options trading. Mm. And I don't know, I think you follow along with uh, Freedom 35, Liquid, right. Liquid over there, right? Mm-hmm. And have you been, he's been writing a whole bunch of stuff on options because he's doing a oh, very yeah. similar, similar strategy as what I would like to do. So I've been learning from him and, and him and I have been uh, in touch on the Twitter machine a little bit back and forth. And uh, yeah, so I'm super excited. I've, I finally got this interactive brokers, uh, brokerage, <laughs> but now I've got like this monumental task of moving assets around because I've got some in Quest Trade, I've still got some in <laughs> TD. And let me tell you, this is the biggest headache of my FI journey is 
trying to figure out, and this is in margin, which makes it difficult too, because it's like, mm-hmm. well, that one's a capital loss, that one's a capital gain, and it's like, I've got to, at what point do you sell these, right? Now you're going to sell them, and then you're going to transfer and wait. And of course, because without getting into too much detail, I want to buy options. And so listeners that are familiar with that will know that I'm, I'm selling naked puts, right? It doesn't mean they don't have clothes on. It means that I don't own the <laughs> shares, but I have enough money to buy them if my option gets assigned. Mm. So it won't get too complicated, but it's been a big rabbit hole for me. And it's been like my summer homework. And that's why I didn't do my ethics summer, summer homework. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. That that sounds like a lot of fun. A previous guest of our CC, she and her husband, um, have been doing options trading for a while now, and it's been quite lucrative for them. And she keeps telling me, you got to do it, Christy, you got to do it. And I, it has tweaked my interest. I have been intrigued by it, even before speaking to her and knowing more about it recently. I read about it years ago and thought it would be a fun thing to dabble in, but it's just the learning curve is a bit steep. You got to give time to that. You got to really dig into it and I, I consider myself fairly sharp because I spent many years learning about investing and all the things that we talk about. And this has just been so new to me. Mm-hmm. And, and there's tons of YouTube, but it's, there's, it's got its own language. It's the way things are referenced. And it's, it's a bit of a mental gymnastics to really understand what you're doing with it. And you have to be very careful because I think I told you like last year it was, I did one of my first options trades and totally lost money, right? Like, and I was like, oh, what did <laughs> I do wrong? So that's like, that's the learning experience, right? But because I'm much more of a index ETF investor now, and I'm not doing a lot of research on dividend stocks and things like that. The options trading has been like a new source of interest to learn more about and dig into it because my goal with it is to generate some relatively passive monthly income. So that kind of dovetails into what we're going to talk about in sort of our welcome back episode, which is, which is drawdown and cash flows and, and how you get passive further down in your FI journey. So that's, that's why I'm adding it in there. It's just another source of, of a little bit of income for me monthly, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, it's been interesting. And um, the other exciting thing is I mentioned just before the end of the season that I was taking the Smith Maneuver Certified Ambassador course. Which another reason why I didn't do my ethic homework is because I finished (laughs) that and wrote the exam and I've been presented with my official certificate that I can now kind of talk about it, I guess. So Wow, congrats. I didn't know there was an exam. (laughs) Yes. And you know what? It was a hard exam. It was hard. (laughs) Legit. I was like, I know this stuff. It won't be that won't be that hard at all. And it was tough. So uh, good job, Robinson, writing a challenging exam. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so, you know, people can look that up. It just it doesn't make I'm not going to give any advice or anything like that. I'm kind of a first point of contact. If people are interested in it, uh, feel free to reach out type thing. I'm not here to promote myself in in any way on that. But it was it was an interesting thing was I wanted to learn more about it. And I wanted to be able to speak confidently about it mm-hmm. um, and have a little bit of sort of background on it. So yeah, that was another reason why I didn't do my ethic homework. <laughs> so <laughs> I did okay. have a busy summer. <laughs> we still have time. We're, we'll slowly ease back into the ethic swing of things. <laughs> I think a quick reminder for all the listeners that are going, I'm not ready to learn about drawdown strategies. I'm still trying to learn about FI and get started on my journey. Just a reminder, stay tuned because we are digging back in to the eat, sleep, breathe, fi.com, fi school. That's like a lot of fi's in there. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of fi stuff. 
But Christy, you've got a, an excellent section on your blog, which is FI School, which a long time ago, Ryan and, and you were going to you know do all these episodes, and somehow I've gotten talked into doing them now. And, and so we're going to pursue that, and we've recorded a few, and they're going to be released. So that's going to be great content for the people that are just starting out on their FI journey and great resources to go and check out and you know just improve your, your knowledge base, right? Mm-hmm. Because one of the things we want to talk about, you and I, Chrissy, is we're getting much closer to the drawdown area where we need to do a lot of learning. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that uh, I did this summer. Um, that was my FI activity over the summer was to sort of review our drawdown and, and start thinking ahead because it, I'm a planner. I always like to think ahead, even if it's a long way off. But uh, it's nice to just have a rough idea of what's going to happen when we start our drawdown phase. And I spoke to our financial planner and we discussed it in, in some detail. And, and I found it really interesting and eye-opening. And so we thought maybe we can share some of what we've learned and um, maybe our potential plans on the air here so that you can benefit from our knowledge and we get the conversation rolling on on this very important aspect of your FI journey. I think what I underestimated it was how nuanced it is and how complicated it is. You know, at the beginning of the FI journey, most of us are overwhelmed with getting started in investing and do-it-yourself brokerage and things like that. But once you've got that dialed in, it's kind of, you know, you're, you're cruise controlling. It's, it's all mm-hmm. it's all good, right? And then you get to this drawdown and you're going, well, what if I have a company pension? Uh, what about my CPP? Uh, you know, how do I draw down my RSPs? Oh, I have a lira from some other job and it's okay. I've got my, I've worked on my TFSAs and I've got a margin account and you're like, oh, and I've got a mortgage and I plan to downsize and then I'm going to have some cash. And, you know, there's just so many moving parts. And especially when it comes to couples, because you're going to have the similar but separate financial situations as well with different assets and, and maybe you have kids. And then it like gets into tax planning and maybe you want to do estate planning because you want to have generational wealth. And it's like, whoa, pump the brakes, slow down. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? And now, just to clarify, our conversation today is a little bit separate from the conversation we've had with Mark about Mark Seed about drawdown. Like we in that episode, we spoke more generally about the entire all, all the tactics that you could use in drawdown. In this episode, what we wanted to drill down on was uh, the the planning aspect of drawdown and uh, how you could get a second opinion and when it might be wise to uh, talk to an expert or just talk to someone else who may be able to run the numbers for you just to have a a backup, I guess, just to, to double check that your numbers are in fact accurate and that you're on the right path. And we should mention that that's a good teaser because we will be introducing later in this episode a new, should we call it a fintech? It's a fintech, a new fintech yeah, that really. Explorify Canada has been as is partnering up with a little bit so that uh, we can bring that service. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in a few minutes. One of the things I thought of, Chrissy, is how do you know when to start thinking about this? Like, what does your advisor say? Like, how far from when you initiate drawdown do you need to start thinking about this? Well, I think at minimum, you probably want to start planning in the tax year before you start drawing down because there yeah. there are some things, there's some wiggle room there then that you could plan for. And it also depends how close you are to those, the ages where you can take government benefits. So if you're really close to that, is it 60? 60 is one of the early ones, yeah. For you, you can take six, CPP at 60, yeah. 
Okay. So yeah, if you're getting close to that age range, you should probably look at it maybe a little farther ahead, possibly two or three years ahead, just so that you can start winding down some of your income sources if you want to aim for that eight-year GIS strategy that Ed Rempel yeah. talks about, where you can aim to get the GIS if you're able to keep your income low. But that takes a lot of planning ahead. You can't just jump into it and and get it going because uh, if your income is too high, there's only so much wiggle room once you're in that age range and once you're coming up against RIF withdrawals and things like that, it's a lot harder to uh, plan for something like that. So yeah, I think if you're higher up in the age range, closer to 60, you should maybe start planning earlier. But if you're you know in your 30s or 40s, um, I don't know, what would you say? Would you say a year is adequate? No, I don't think so at all. I think you need way more time because I think you're, well, we all know that a good plan is going to change as soon as it, you know, what's the, how's the saying go? The first punch in the face, right? So, yeah, yeah. so I think you need to really start looking at uh, your future plan for drawing down or decumulation. I would think five years out because even though that's not going to be the plan you go with, it's kind of like setting you up with some, you know, the thought process of like, okay, uh, maybe I need to deal with my RSP or maybe I'm going to choose to leave that. Like it helps you make some of those base decisions along the way. And like yeah. anything, it's going to be personal and you can adjust as you go. But I think if you leave it till you're too close, like you said, you may not have that wiggle room to make the adjustments and go, oh, wait, I put too much money in an RSP. I don't have enough time to withdraw it now when I'm in a low tax bracket. So I think I think you need to, you know, say you're on a 10-year journey to FI, like say you go full mustache and you go full fire, you're going to work hard for 10 years and pull the pin at 35 or 40, right? I think five yeah. years before the end, at least, you've got to start looking ahead and going, okay, that's what my and what's what my projections are. So if I hit my targets, then that this is how I'm going to start the plan, right? Yeah, I I actually think you're right. Yeah, yeah. but it'll change. Obviously, it's going to change, but mm -hmm. it gives you it mm -hmm. get get in the mindset of thinking about what I'm going to need to do. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right, and I would argue maybe even start that at the very beginning as soon as you discover FI to, to sort of work backwards, you know, what's your end goal and then work backwards from there to where you are. I was thinking more along the lines of at what point would you seek out expert help? So uh, that might be closer to the end, but um, it might even be helpful, helpful closer to the beginning because for instance, I have a, an individual RSP, I still have room in it, but my financial planner, he told, told us to stop contributing to it. It didn't make sense in our situation. It, I still don't fully understand why it doesn't make sense, but it, it, he did the math and, you know, it just makes more sense for us to contribute to my spouse RSP um, through my husband's contribution room. But that's one of the things that could be surprising if you don't have expert help helping you, you could be plowing money into accounts that maybe won't be optimal later on. Yeah, exactly. And and not that we want to focus on taxes, but it's something to keep in the back of your mind to try and just be as optimized as possible, right? We mm -hmm. don't want that them to uh, wag the wag the dog yes, as the exactly. account likes to say, but you know, it's something that <laughs> it's really important in your drawdown is you can lose a lot uh, to taxes if you're not doing it efficiently, right? So Mm -hmm. Yeah, all along the path too. It's not just at the end, you know, oh, totally, all along yeah. the way that there are tax issues that you have to consider even before you reach your FI number. So you're right. What you were talking about is when you might seek somebody out is 
I definitely, for myself, I think I have a fairly concrete plan, but I am definitely going to go get a second opinion because as we know, there's so much of this financial journey that's psychological. And with that, so many of us have our own biases, right? And we think we're right because we're, we're not seeing the, the, our blind spots. Mm-hmm. So having that second opinion is going to be super important. Now, I always thought I was going to contract a fee-for-service financial planner, right? Just a lump sum, sit down. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what my goals are. Here's what I want in my non-working years, shall we call that. I, I want to like stop saying retirement this season because it bugs <laughs> me so much. Everybody defines it the wrong way. Anyway, you know, sit down, have that, go through it and feel confident and make adjustments with a professional that can help me with that further, the future tax planning, the, the drawdown from CPP and things like that, right? So that was my original thought. One of the things that's cool that's come up and why we're partnering with this new, should we, should we tell them now? <laughs> sure, why don't we tell them? <laughs> we should tell, we should tell. Uh, so it's, it's cash flows and portfolios and astute listeners will recognize that because we did bring it up when we talked to Mark Seed and I'm sure most of our listeners know who Mark Seed is now. He's a fantastic blogger over at uh, myownadvisor.com. CA. <laughs> I believe so. Yes. Yeah. And Mark, Mark has partnered with uh, Joe, who is a, a blogger, uh, a famous blogger in his own right, but I'm not sure if he's revealed that yet, which blog he um, created. Uh, he's actually created quite a few websites, but Mark and Joe are working together on cash flows and portfolios, and they have a, a new service that we are going to um, discuss later on in the episode. But it's, I think it's a great niche kind of service that is filling a gap in the landscape of Canadian personal finance that I, I think is much needed. Yeah, one of the things that, Chrissy, that you and I discussed about this, and we, we definitely don't want to make this too salesy. This is important information for sure. Mm-hmm. But this fills the niche, like you said, for a DIY investor, right? I want to have yeah. control. I want to do the investing myself. I want to plan my drawdown strategy myself. Yeah, exactly. So. And this isn't me who has a financial planner working for me full time. I don't need this service. And yet I got excited when I heard about it because I know there are a lot of people who, I was previously a hardcore DIY person. I never thought I'd work with a planner and now I am, but I still have those roots in me. And I know people who are into DIY, they really, really wanna do it themselves. It's really hard to give up that control. And this service is for those kinds of people. And I get it and I think it's awesome that it exists for these kinds of people. Yeah, exactly. Now, more importantly, we should also mention, as I mentioned, we're we're partnering with them. So that's important to note. Also important to note is we're gonna run a contest. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about that. This is exciting. So we are running a contest where uh, we will give you more details after uh, at the end of this episode, but we will have our listeners, that's you, enter to win a free retirement projection service from cash flows and portfolios. So uh, it's it's a valuable uh, service. It, it doesn't matter if you're single or a couple, they are happy to pick a winner from whatever situation you have, and they will work with you to develop this uh, retirement projection. And at the end of it, you'll receive a, a, a detailed professional report uh, that includes a variety of things. Do you remember the email that Fringe Doc sent us? <laughs> Which one was that? He sent us one with like this gorgeous like 
overlapping multi-layered spreadsheet with like his incomes coming from here and incomes coming <laughs> yes, from there. Yes. And I'm looking at it going, this is impressive. Like this doctor's got his finances figured out of like his drawdown strategy was like all mapped out. And he's like, mm-hmm. and he had like, what if this and what if that? Yeah. And I'm going, I am way out. Like I need to get on this <laughs> stuff because I've admitted in the past that my spreadsheeting is, uh, shall we say average, uh, improving all the time. But yeah, I was like, okay, this is, but it's a lot of work. Like yeah. I could tell that spreadsheet that Fringe Doc built was a lot of work. And he built mm-hmm. it for his custom scenario because he's got corporate income and he's personal. And, you know, so he really spent a lot of time on that. And I think a lot of people either A, are like spreadsheet phobic, like a lot of people, or B, is like, man, that's a ton of time to sit down and build all that out, right? Because all of this is like, it's only as good as much information you put in. Absolutely. Yeah. For a lot of us, it's like, well, what's my CPP even going to be? How do I even find that projection, right? And and so mm-hmm. things like that, like building this building this whole drawdown thing yourself is quite a daunting task. I, I found it more difficult than figuring out which ETFs to invest in, to be perfectly honest with you. Absolutely. And I actually misspoke in that drawdown episode with Mark uh, about how my drawdown will play out because oh. uh, I, I had thought that my financial planner had said, you know, they they plug it all into their fancy software and it spits it out for you. But he said, oh, no, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. It's a very manual thing. So it's something that we would have to revisit ideally once a year because life changes, plans change, spending changes, you know, the economy changes, all these things are different every single year. And so I think this is something that um, Millennial Revolution talks about in their in their book, uh, Quit Like a Millionaire, where they say you should look at each year of your, your retirement like a new year, as if you're starting your retirement all over again. And so that's basically what we um, are going to do in our drawdown is that you need to look at it relook at it every year and it's a manual thing where you decide which accounts or a- account is best to draw down from each year and so i i think it's really important to get that professional help because it's not just a set it and forget it kind of thing well totally and did you listen to the most recent uh rational minder that talked all about the four percent and yes I, I loved it did you i didn't like the episode no? like, <laughs> a gr- like great content like those guys always have fantastic content but it was it kind of chopped and changed a little bit too much for me. Like it didn't have nice cohesive mm. flow, but anyway, great information in there. But one of the things, my takeaways from that episode, and, and of course we've talked lots about the 4% rule before. And so I sure it was 4% assumption. That's what we like to call it on this show. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, is that, you know, that's just something that maybe at the beginning you're going to figure out your 25 X number, but really as you get further along the path and then you get down to this sort of the end game or planning out drawdowns is like one of the things that, Kitsis brings up, right? Is like, you know, you've got guardrails or if if mm-hmm. you if you're way up, give yourself a little raise. If you're way down, take out the inflation numbers or you know, there's there's all sorts of little nuance to it. It's not just, okay, I got my million dollar portfolio, I get forty grand a year, close the laptop, go kayaking, yeah, no. right? Like <laughs> <laughs> not definitely not that simple. Especially since I worked through this exercise in the summer yeah. and we realized we have probably a dozen contingencies built into our plan. Yeah. So we'll probably wind up somewhere near a 3% withdrawal rate if it really came down to it, right? But but it could be as high as, you know, four, four and a half, five yeah. percent in, in some instances. So there's a ton of leeway and 
I, I just realized this leeway gives us so much freedom to, you know, not have to save up to a crazy amount. Yes, we do have a cushion that we will save up more than we need, but it's nice to know that there's so many little ways to guarantee that you'll succeed with maybe not guarantee, but give you more um, peace of mind knowing that you've got these backups in case one thing fails or two things fail or, or more than that. Yeah. And and I'll come back to the, why I think starting the process of thinking about your, your drawdown planning, mm-hmm. you know, the three, four, five years out is, it's those projections, like you said, they change, but they also help you make those contingencies because you're like, oh, well, this projection says, I'll have cash till I'm 90, so that's okay. This one says, oh, I run out at 85. Well, what do we need to change to make that better? Do I need to spend less? Do I need to save more? Do I need more aggressive investments? Like it really helps you think on on all these sort of, you know, different subjects and come up with with something that's going to work for you personally, right? Because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's all personal. Have you ever listened to a podcast with great content but terrible audio? I know I have, and I've bailed on shows because it's too painful to listen. If you're a podcaster, you need to nail your audio. But if you're like me and have no idea how to do that, I know someone who can help. Max from Fix Audio is Explorify Canada's official editor and mixer. But I also like to call him my personal podcasting instructor. With Max's help, I've effortlessly and affordably improved my audio and podcasting. Now, just so you know, Fix Audio isn't your run-of-the-mill podcast production house. Instead, Max provides white glove treatment with hands-on personalized service. If you're ready to take your podcast to the next level, reach out to Max at Fix Audio. That's F-I-X-A-U-D dot I-O. Yeah, so I wonder if we should maybe think of some kind of a framework for people to decide at what point they need what kind of service. You know, I I think at the beginning of your journey, it's enough to consult a few free calculators. Mm -hmm. There are lots of them out there. Just plug in some very basic numbers. Some of them only take a minute to plug in a number. You know, I think there's a net worthify early retirement calculator where, you know, plug in your income and how much you want to spend and it it spits out a number for you and tells you how close you are to your goal. So at the very beginning, you know, maybe the first few years, that's enough for you. And then as you progress along, there are more advanced calculators that you can enter more and more detailed numbers uh, to get uh, somewhat of a plan or or so, some data that you can use to work towards uh, your end goal. I'm going to just throw it out there. I know exactly when you're supposed to do this. When's that? Coast Fi. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes, yes. Because if, think about it from a logical standpoint. If you've hit Coast Fi, right, that's your own projected numbers, which means you don't have to save or invest another dollar and mm-hmm. you can have a traditional retirement at 65. So that seems like a logical place to go, well, I'm going to have my projected savings to 65 and then I can figure out my drawdown. Yeah. And that's that's also the point where you can make the decision where you're like, oh, maybe I choose to scale back on some work or maybe I just keep going hard at it and and hit full fire when I when I want to. I think to me that's kind of like the tipping point where you're like, okay, I've worked really hard. I've got to this point where I can I can coast if I want to mm-hmm. or I can keep pushing, but now's the time I should probably pull that all together and go that's where I want to end up. Is it going to be in five, 10 or 15 years or whatever it is, right? And and start making that plan. That's my personal opinion. That makes a lot of sense. Now, would you say that that is the time for a second opinion? Or would you say that's just the time to get a little more detailed with some more sophisticated calculators? I think that's the time you get detailed and sophisticated. And then as you get closer, really, I agree with you. If you're going to 
action your plan, like actually start mm-hmm. drawdown, right? Coast Fi doesn't involve any actual drawdown, right? So when you're actually going to action it, actually going to action it. Wow, that's sort of bad English. <laughs> <laughs> actually actioning. You can edit that out. No, no, no. I, no. I pronounce that well. How do you pronounce asterisk? That's right. Asterisk. Oh, good. Because it was on the radio today and somebody couldn't pronounce asterisk. I was like, that's not that hard. <laughs> it's a weird one. As a kid, I always said asterisk. But that's not right. That's what the DJ was saying. And I'm like, that's yes. not right. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, when you're going to action it, I think, yeah, maybe a year out or a year or two out, it's like, okay, let's get this double checked. Because like you said, you need that tax year to figure things out. You need a little bit of wiggle room mm-hmm. to, to, to do it. But it's going to change. It's going to change for everybody. And you know, don't sweat it too much, but have it something that you're going to start thinking about as you get closer, right? Yeah. And, and speaking as someone who has had a financial planner for a few years, some people might actually appreciate working with someone all along the way. I was probably DIY for half that time and then half the time I had a planner and I can see really now it's almost been four years. I can really see the value of working with someone because it's given me so much peace of mind. And my situation is more complex because we use leverage investing and a lot of people, money mechanic included, could do that on their own, no problem. But for me, that was quite scary. <laughs> it really scared me. <laughs> well, no, I think no. You're, 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 you're pretty confident with that kind of stuff. You know, I'm fairly confident with it, but you know, you bring up a great point for me included because I've had an accountant for my corporate business, uh, right? Yeah. And I had to sit down with her earlier this year when we're doing corporate taxes. And I said, so my personal finance is just getting a little more complicated with more mm-hmm. leverage investments and more margin accounts and more, more tax consequences. I really yeah. want to make sure I do everything properly, track it and file. And I said, you know, I think maybe we need to expand from just doing corporate with you to do my personal as well and you know have an accountant do it so I know that I'm comfortable with it. Okay. doesn't have to be a CFP, but an accountant can help me with that part of it, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I should clarify that part. My, my planner does offer the accounting services because they, they file, not accounting, I shouldn't say accounting, but the tax planning and the tax filing service for free, that's included in, in our services with them. So uh, that for me is so valuable because I know that, you know, with our leverage investing, we're not going to make a mistake somewhere. They know what they're doing and they've done this with so many clients for so many years that I just know that something I'm, <laughs> if I had done it myself, I'm not going to misenter something somewhere and then get a penalty notice down the line. And that that's like my greatest fear of getting audited and having penalties and all that. Well, totally. And you know, the other thing too is, right, you have two beautiful children, you want to be spending time with them, not like buried yeah. behind your computer with <laughs> spreadsheets <laughs> trying to figure out your leverage every month and tracking. And for some people, they love that. And that's the time they spend. And that's okay, right? Absolutely. But it's, you know, yeah. you know, make the choice that works for you. So um, the contest... We mentioned mm-hmm. about cash flows and portfolios. Should we learn more about it so we can uh, hear from the man, the men who invented <laughs> this and created it, Joe and Mark? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. We pre-recorded a segment with them during the summer. We managed to drag Mark off the golf course and get, get <laughs> Joe online as well. And so, yeah, we chat. We chatted with. We them. should mention them, but Joe was there. He just didn't say anything. <laughs> Mark's a great speaker, so he kind of carried the ball, but Joe was there. <laughs> yes. so. But we really wanted to hear it from them and ask them a few questions that uh, you, the listener, might be interested in learning more about. So we're going to play that now, and we'll uh, come back in afterwards and, and explain to you exactly how this contest is going to work. Sounds good. Here we go. Okay, well, it's great to have 
Mark and Joe on the line with us from Cashflows and Portfolios, the real deal. They are here to share a little bit about what this new platform, what this new venture is all about. Welcome, Mark. Nice to have you here joining us. Yeah, awesome to be here. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's great to be here. And I know we had a really good chat last time. And I can't wait to come back on the site. Uh, I think uh, hopefully in the fall, I think we're maybe queue something up. So I'll hold you to that. Sounds good. Well, you got over me bashing uh, golfing on FI Garage, so you're okay with that? I'll live with it, uh, money yeah. mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, introduce and just tell us a little bit more about cash flows and portfolios, please. Yeah, happy to do it. I mean, certainly, uh, I still have my own uh, site chronicling my own financial journey, but cash flows and portfolios, I, f- I find uh, with my partner, Joe, is, is quite unique in the Canadian personal finance space and that, you know, we're really trying to be that go-to resource for... Um, you know, uh, new DIY investors or definitely uh, existing DIY investors who are thinking about, you know, retirement planning. Um, our content's always free, but where our value proposition, I think, really lies is because we've got so many years of experience as personal finance and investing uh, bloggers. I think we've got basically 25 years between Joe and I, uh, which does seem like a lifetime in some cases. We're really trying to provide some some great case studies and educational information. So things that you may not find in other sites in terms of how to draw down your portfolio for semi-retirement, for any fire seekers, how do you know you have enough money irrespective if you follow the 4% rule? When might it be best to take your government benefits, including Canada Pension Plan or OAS? So we've got lots of different perspectives on that. And we also have the tools to, to show Canadians basically how to do that in, in charts and graphs. Um, and that's one of the services that we offer beyond the free case studies, beyond the free educational content. So uh, happy to run the site and it's slowly gaining a lot of traction. And, and uh, it's, it's a thrill to, to meet more Canadians on their financial journey, including financial independence. Can you tell us a little more about where cash flows and portfolios services fall in the whole financial industry? Because I think you're filling a gap that no one else is really filling right now. It's quite necessary. And I'd like you to talk a little bit more about that so our listeners can understand what you do. Yeah, for sure, Chrissy. So we feel, Joe and I, there's a massive chasm or you know, a crevasse, if you will, between do-it-yourself investing and some of the free resources and calculators that are out there. And then, you know, your full-fledged financial fee-only uh, planner. And there's nothing wrong with kind of either end of the spectrum in some cases where you're getting some free, quick and simple tools online that, uh, you know, are, are largely um, available to most Canadians if you know where to dig. And there's certainly nothing wrong with paying for the comprehensive advice-based uh, fee-only plan. But what's missing is resources, case studies, uh, how-to information in the middle. And we feel through our services, through our personal finance and blogging experience, plus with the access with with professional software tools, we can offer these financial projections at a much lower cost and and give Canadians really the confidence check they need that they're, they're going about things the right way. We're not in a position to offer any advice, so that's really where we fit in is we feel we can take the time and run the math for people that don't have uh, time to do it. They have very busy lives, but they know some of the assumptions quite well and they know what they're striving for. And that's where our services kind of fill the gap is we can take that time on their behalf, run some numbers and give them a fairly comprehensive report about where they're trending to. And certainly they can ask any personal questions of both Joe and I, but anything they want, whether it's about our own experiences, our own success stories, some of our um, mistakes in the past and, and what we would, um, you know, consider basically telling people over over a coffee conversation. 
Yeah, and I'd like to mention something kind of special about cash flows and portfolios in that you're not just offering a plan. What you offer is membership into a community. So it's not just this piece of paper or a, you know, a stack of printouts that you get, but you get um, a forum-like uh, platform where you can ask questions and you get a lot of personalized service. Yeah, totally. I mean, we have a couple different tiers on our site and we encourage folks to, to contact us and obviously read the free content, but think about some of our membership services. And you do get access to our, our membership form where you could ask unlimited financial questions. Um, you get our answers. There's, there's no, there's nobody else that's providing these answers. We're the one that monitors the form. And again, you get that form membership as well as the personalized report. And in some cases, um, you get an hour of our time where we're actually just having that coffee talk conversation uh, virtually about any of uh, questions you may have about products, services, or what's going on in the financial industry. Wow. You're going to have a lot of questions from me, Mark. <laughs> going to keep you busy because now this, this could be perfect membership for me because I could just go in there and get all my questions answered. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there you go. Come on board. What are you waiting for, money mechanic? No, I like the way this uh, this model is going to fit in because so many of us in the EFI community are DIY and so many of us have learned and there's so much content out there for the accumulation phase. And Christian and I, it's, been, it's what we've been talking about today and in past episodes. The drawdown is that much more difficult and especially for a lot of us that just aren't familiar with all the little pegs that go in the holes with OAS, CPP and, and the rest of it and planning ahead and if you've got Liras and pensions. And so you're using some... Uh, uh, some fancy software that helps you. How do you onboard me? Do you do I need to contact you directly? Do we have a meeting? Do you uh, send out emails? Do you have an online form? What does it look like? What amount of level of work do I need to do as your client? And what kind of information do I need to provide you? Yeah, great question, and happy to to share that information with uh, with your listeners. So, um, the essence is it does take a little bit of level of effort on behalf of the client, um, and certainly for folks that. Um, are, are maybe fairly savvy at DIY, DIY investing. They understand their, their TFSAs and their RSPs and, and some of their accounts. I think it'll be very straightforward. So to answer your question, whether you're an individual or whether you have a partner or a significant other, we're happy to run those services, uh, through basically an intake form where we'll ask you specific questions about your TFSA, not what necessarily you're invested in. We're not interested in any of those details. It's more round numbers in terms of TFSA balance, any assumptions on growth or, or rate of returns. Same with your RSP, same with your Lira, your locked-in retired accounts, even your pensions. Uh, we can make some calculations. But you do need to know some of your uh, estimates in terms of, well, if you leave your uh, workplace and you have a defined contribution or a defined benefit pension, it's really good to know uh, not necessarily your commuted value or any of those types of details, but it's good to know what your benefit payout would be in terms of a DB, defined benefit plan, or even the current value of your defined contribution plan and what some of your rates of return are. Because obviously for any financial projection, you're, you're basing your, your, your future on a set of assumptions. And it's, it's important for us to discuss those assumptions over email through the intake form such that we can give you an accurate report. And that's, that's kind of the conversation we'll have. In terms of turnaround times, we, we aspire to get to pretty much every email we can within 24 to 48 hours. We're busy folks, and I know everyone else is busy too, but we feel that's a pretty reasonable turnaround time. And um, certainly for clients, we're, we're aspiring to get you know uh, through the intake form and any Q&A back and forth, probably reports done within a week. So it is quite a, a quick turnaround time, and in some cases, it could be even less depending on our client load. So definitely the the response rate back to us and the correspondence is, is quite quick and, and swift. Great. 
So we would like to uh, ask you one more question. Um, tell us uh, what qualifies you and Joe to do this, as we know you're a blogger and you have your website, but what what else is there so that uh, listeners know that they're getting good good info from a good source? Yeah, I I certainly feel that based on my experiences and and successes, but also some mistakes. I mean, nobody's nobody's perfect in life. I think I mentioned at the top, you know, between Joe and I, we have 25 years of combined experience or over that now in terms of helping Canadians. You know, uh, my partner Joe um, has been the founder of a, of a few great sites and and certainly has been a, a you know an exceptional investor uh, that's been helping Canadians for for many years through you know uh, Canadian Money Forum and other ventures. And so the upshot of it all is we because we are so passionate about investing because we're you know, we, we think about these things quite a bit. It's part of our DNA. It's part of our lives. We feel we have a unique value proposition to offer Canadians that's really unbiased. And to be honest, we're also part of a great Canadian personal finance community where we tend to grow and, and, and evolve with each other a little bit. And I think that's what makes our value proposition unique and that we get to talk with folks like you at Explorify Canada, or we get to talk with other serious passion bloggers that have really no other interest than, than, you know, trying to make our own lives a little bit better through personal finance. And we put this site, uh, put this information on the public domain because we want to share it with other people. So we're optimistic that by doing that and being transparent about our own journeys, but also sharing what we know and also sharing some of our success stories, but also opportunities to improve, it can help people become just much, much, much better DIY investors and take control of the money and, um, and be better and wealthier for it. Yeah, and I think uh, adding on to that is is the fact that you have firsthand experience of getting to that stage in your own FI journey. That the, the whole drawdown, this whole planning thing, is becoming is right in front of you that you have to deal with with your own personal journey. So that that experience you can take further as well. Totally true, money mechanic. I mean, I'm I'm living this real time, and and Joe is is kind of almost been there, done that. Um, you know, he's. He's working through and he, and he is executing on his own drawdown plan. He's using the same financial software that we're using for, for other clients. So this is a real time exercise in us understanding what we're doing ourselves, but we're also trying to pay it forward for other people who, who may want to take advantage of, of some of our time and some of our expertise in a totally unbiased way. To be honest, you know, there are no assets under management for us to chase. We're not, we're not financial planners. We're not, we're not looking at CIMs or, or to be certified money managers. We're just offering up our time and our services to help Canadians who may want a refreshing perspective. Fantastic. Well, let our listeners know where they can find you. Yeah. So we're over at cashflowsandportfolios.com. Just a reminder, our newsletter is totally free. There's also a free downloadable tool that uh, Canadians can take advantage of. We call it our, our, our cash flow tool. And it's beyond budgeting. It really helps you understand where your money is going. And, and in some cases, um, once you document where your money is going, it may be different than what you expect. And we feel that's a really great way of really trying to better understand money management other than the, other than the big scary B word, which is budget, which tends to scare people away because they feel it's very rigid. You can't manage what you don't measure, right? And I, and I feel tracking is such an important, uh, system, whether it's, you know, talking about you know, your exercise regime or your, 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 your diet intake or whatever, you know, if, if you measure it, you can manage it. And so tracking is a much better way of, of approaching finances, but that's another 
Another topic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another topic for another day. <laughs> but yeah, check us out at cashflowsandportfolios.com. And obviously, we have a range of uh, case studies. And obviously, uh, you can contact us more about our services. Hit us up and we're happy to, to talk to you. We'll include links in the show notes as well. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks a lot for joining us and looking forward to staying in touch and continuing the relationship between Explorify Canada and Cashflows and Portfolios. As always, thanks very much to both of you. Okay, that was excellent. We really appreciate Mark joining us. And I'm I'm going to have to uh, somehow buy him a round of golf or something, get my own portfolio tested with a sink. But let's tell <laughs> the listeners about this contest and how they can enter and what it is going to entail. Yes. Okay, so what you're entering to win is a free retirement projection from Mark and Joe from Cashflows and Portfolios. So you will uh, work with them just like a real client would, and um, you'll receive a professional report that will highlight your retirement cash flow, year over year projections, net income changes, detailed sources of retirement income over time. So it's it's very detailed. It's professional level. They use a high quality. Uh, software that usually professional planners actually use. So they have access to the software and they've learned how to use it, which is, you know, I, I think they're pretty complicated to use. So mm-hmm. that is really what you're paying for, their expertise in knowing where to plug in the numbers, how to guide you towards giving them the right numbers so that you get an accurate um, projection. And so that is what you're entering to win. And so to enter, it will be on the show notes of this episode. So this is number 60. I'm not sure the title of the episode yet, but look for number 60 on our website, exploreficanada.ca, and you will go to the show notes and probably at the bottom of the show notes after the transcript, somewhere near the bottom, you'll see a rafflecopter box. Uh, Rafflecopter is just a, a service that runs contests. And so you'll see that box and there'll be a number of things that tasks that we will assign to you that you'll need to do in order to enter the contest. And so look for that box and enter the contest. And the deadline will be 1159 Pacific Standard Time PM on October the 10th, 2021. Ooh, exciting. So that is the deadline. So basically a month from when this episode airs, that's the deadline to, to enter. And then after that, we'll randomly select a winner and contact you probably via email. And then we'll announce it on, on the episode after. So sometime late November, we'll be presenting one of these plans, which is exciting. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll take about a month for, yeah. for us to, well, I think Mark and Joe can turn around the, the projection a lot sooner, but we'll need to time to sort of work out how we'll um, talk about it on the air. Because we want to make sure it's something that you want to listen to, because you know, <laughs> discussing a bunch of numbers is not going to be really fun. So, so here's the spreadsheet, and in column <laughs> yeah. three... <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not going to do that. Column C, line three is uh, $8,972, <laughs> and... Uh, okay, so the other thing is, if you don't want to enter the contest, which I can't understand why you wouldn't, but if you are <laughs> interested in the service from Cashflows and Portfolios, you can skip the contest altogether. You can get a 15% discount on the service by mentioning that Explore FI Canada sent you over there when you contact, when you reach out to Mark and or Joe uh, at that service. And of course, as I mentioned in full transparency, this is uh, sort of an affiliate with us. Uh, so you'll be you'll be helping Chris and I keep this wonderful show on the air. Yes. Yeah. And we're excited for this partnership. Um, We don't take these partnerships lightly. We're very selective about who we work with because we're kind of protective of you guys. Oh, totally. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, We we never want to expose you to services or products that we don't fully believe in and that we would use ourselves. So 
you know, for what it's worth, uh, we hope you can trust us and know that we've got your best interests in mind. And, you know, we really believe in this service and think we know Mark and, and we now we've met Joe as well. And we, we think they're great people. And um, we hope you'll enjoy uh, working with them if you choose to work with them or have fun with the contest. And <laughs> let's see if you win. And um, then you can enjoy the case study afterwards. For sure. And uh, stay tuned for FI School. That's coming up. And uh, That's right. Is that the next episode? I think it will be. Oh yeah, we'll goodness. be diving right in. And it'll be lesson three. Uh, that's budgeting and tracking, which Ooh. is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> tracking, especially. Tracking. Yeah. Well, we'll see which side of the fence I sit on for that one. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it is so important to uh, learn about Drawdown, but there's uh, there's so much to learn about this FI journey, and we're going to continue exploring it all the way across Canada this season. We've got lots of exciting guests from some of the province we haven't hit yet, and uh, I've been getting a few emails over the summer with some uh, interesting stories, so I'm looking forward to chatting with people and uh, and sharing this journey. Me too. I'm excited. Thanks for listening. If you've been getting value from our content, please support us in the following ways. Leave us a review and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. Tell your friends and family about us or use our referral links at explorifycanada.ca forward slash recommendations. All of our show notes can be found at explorifycanada.ca. You can also find us on our other websites, figarage.ca or eatsleepbreathefi.com. Our show is edited and mixed by Max Desmarais at Fix Audio. That's fixaud.io. Episode transcripts were created in otter.ai.